I'm Leonard Riggs, and this is my podcast, From My Head to Your Ears. And today, I'm going to talk about my Halloween Film Festival. I've been doing this for, I think, 13 years. I'm not sure. I really wasn't paying attention how long I've been doing it. It started out from sheer boredom from that many years ago. And the fact that I worked midnight shifts and I wasn't really getting to enjoy my favorite time of year very much. So I thought I've got this huge movie collection. So I'm just going to gather up my horror films and watch a movie a night for the month of October and talk about it on Facebook. And I started doing it and people really kind of enjoyed getting ideas on what to watch for Halloween because I have a really eclectic uh, collection of horror films. And over the years, it's changed because um, I have to watch with my mom, so I had to go with more more older films. So I try to watch uh, less violent and gory films with her. Um, So anyway, I enjoy doing this every year. I have a blast, and I plan for it all year. And I try to, to look up older films um, uh, to add to my collection so I can watch them at Halloween. So I'm going to take a break and we'll talk more in detail about uh, my Halloween film festival. I'm Leonard Riggs and this is From My Head to Your Ears. I'm Leonard Riggs, and this is my podcast from my head to your ears. And I'm going to talk about my Halloween film festival, my personal Halloween film festival that I've been doing since, uh, I think, 2010. I had to kind of, I wasn't really keeping track of how long I've been doing it. So that that means 13 years. So this will be my 13th year of the Halloween film festival. It may have gone on in 2009, but not in the since that it is now um i do a horror film a night from october 1st till halloween night and some nights i do double features and halloween sometimes i do a triple feature and over the years i just i just was making my own fun for the month of october because uh i work a lot and that's what started this and i work midnight shifts so i was trying to make the Halloween season fun again for me and that that's what I have a huge movie collection and that's why I decided well why don't I utilize my movie collection and and just start watching a film a night and talking about it on on Facebook and I want to say when I started this I even had MySpace so <laughs> so it's been going on that long um remember MySpace yeah <laughs> but um I, I I do also do now I do uh, um, little clips on TikTok and I talk about my a little trivia about the movie I'm watching and I do a little minute video every night. So I was doing the whole gamut of uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. I was doing the whole thing, but I've settled on this year just to do. Um, maybe a mention on Snapchat, but just uh, TikTok and, and Facebook. And uh, 
it just takes up so much time trying to get those all over the place. And I don't have enough time to watch a movie. So I have to get to bed pretty early every night. But over the years, um, at first I watched, you know, standard stuff like the horror films when I lived by myself or lived uh, across town from where I am now. And my mom and dad were still alive. I watched a lot of these by myself, so I watched the gorier movies like The Exorcist and um, the Friday the 13th movies and those kind of films. But over the years, since my mom, I'm a caregiver for my mom, I try to find uh, uh, older films that aren't so gory or the language isn't as bad. Now, I do sneak a movie here and there in. I Dr. Sleep, I watched that with my mom. She didn't seem to react to it, which I kind of, it, that's got some pretty rough scenes in it, but, um, I do like to stick to the older films and a lot of people are, why are you watching those? I'm like, well, it's because A, they're gentler for my mom and B, maybe some people haven't heard about them and I like to keep their, keep their, um, what am I trying to say here? Keep the memory of them alive. Maybe people can rent them and discover them and like them like I do. So, one of my customers asked me that very question. Why do you do this? And I said, well, I like to point out maybe more obscure or forgotten films like Blackula. Who's going to know Blackula even ever existed unless people spread spread the gospel on Blackula? <laughs> so Blackula is definitely one of my all-time favorites. It's a black exploitation film featuring William Marshall as Blackula, and he is very menacing looking and uh, really very scary. I mean, he's a tall man, and uh, it's just kind of a fun bit of 70s cinema that uh, it's just fun to watch. It's uh, perfectly harmless and has a great soundtrack, and uh, I just thoroughly enjoy it. It's very, very cheesy, but... Um, it's very enjoyable. <coughs> Excuse me. Still battling the fall sinuses that I despise so much. My least favorite part of the fall season. But, um, I also, I try, like the Cold Shack movies, the Night Stalker and the Night Strangler, which were two TV movies that were really highly rated in their time and led to the Cold Shack, the Night Stalker, TV series, and I like to drag those out and watch them every Halloween. Um, Koshek's getting quite a fan base again because it airs on BTV, and a lot of people are watching it and discovering it for the first time. A lot of younger people. And it's a cool show. It was the um, kind of an influence on Chris Carter, who created The X-Files. And uh, a lot of people my age... Uh, remember watching The Night Stalker, Kolshak The Night Stalker. But the TV movies were in a breed of itself. The first TV movie was the highest rated TV movie ever for its time, um, The Night Stalker, with the features of vampire and Kolshak in Las Vegas as a reporter who discovers there's a vampire. And he sets out to stop him, and he's getting no support from anybody who doesn't really believe him even though they know he's telling the truth they don't want to uh, don't want to ruin the 
tourism for Las Vegas, so they wanted to keep it hush-hush that there's actually a vampire on the loose. Even though women are coming up murdered and bloodless. (laughs) So it's actually a really good movie, and it really, really holds up for a TV movie. I think it was released theatrically overseas. Um, Another one I like to drag out is, speaking of TV movies, there were a lot of good TV movie horror films. Um, The Salem's Lot movie from 1979 with David Soule and Lance Kerwin is another one I like to pull out. Every year it was a TV miniseries, and uh, I think it holds up and is still very creepy, and it's my favorite version of the Salem's Lot uh, novel, even though it takes some liberties and changes a lot of things that were actually in the novel, for instance. Uh, the characters were uh, not blonde in the <laughs> in the original, in the book, but David Saul and Lance Kerwin were blonde, so they kind of kept the fact they both had the same colored hair and were um, similar, um, almost like a, uh, two versions of the same person, the younger and older, and they meet anyway. It's, it's a lot of fun, and Salem's Lot is readily available on uh, Blu-ray and DVD. You can order it. I think you can probably stream it online, as is Blackula. Blackula is easier to stream online than it is to find a hard copy of. Um, I think Blackula is available on Amazon and wherever you can stream movies. Um, it's just good, cheesy fun. The Hammer films are also some of my favorite. And the Hammer films, um, they were a British-based TV uh, movie studio that uh, they decided to make their British counterparts to the Universal Monsters. So they they had Dracula, Frankenstein, and and all those monsters and uh, did British productions of the movies. And Christopher Lee was... Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing starred in a lot of these. And Christopher Lee always played the baddie. He, you know, he's six foot whatever. He's huge and very menacing looking, especially as Dracula. To me, he's the scariest (laughs) looking Dracula ever. Pardon me, I'm joking. Um, It's my favorite. I'm going to take a break and go get something to drink and talk more about these movies. And, uh, I think, I don't think I mentioned this is my final, um, podcast of my season number two. I'm going to take a month off after this and, uh, enjoy my Halloween film festival. So I figured I'd talk about my Halloween film festival and I'm Leonard Riggs and this is my podcast from my head to yours and I'll be right back. I'm Leonard Riggs, and this is my podcast for my head to your ears, and I'm back talking about my Halloween Film Festival and the movies that I love to watch. Um, The kickoff movie always is important to me. I like to choose something that maybe I haven't seen in a while, or even a new movie. Some of the newer movies that I really, really enjoy are um, Dr. Sleep, which was a sequel to The Shining. 
and uh, it's just a great Stephen King adaption, and uh, a thrilling movie. I kind of like the longer version, even though it kind of, I don't really care to see children getting harmed in movies, but in this case, it kind of adds to the drama. Uh, be warned, if you ever watch that movie, is a pretty graphic scene, especially in the director's edition or the longer edition. Um, same goes with The Exorcist. Now, The Exorcist, I would dearly love to watch on my Halloween Film Festival, but it really is... I almost feel dirty after I watch The Exorcist because of my religious upbringing. Um, it's almost blasphemous, and, uh, I, you know, it's kind of... Uh, kind of hard to watch for me even though it's it's a great movie and I one of my favorites actually but it's still I kind of it's I find it kind of disturbing <laughs> so I don't always watch that one on my Halloween film festival even though it's a classic horror film um I opt for Rosemary's Baby a lot of times with um, Mia Farrell from the 1960s, which she gives birth to, oh, the Antichrist, I guess. Also in that vein, The Omen uh, is a good film to watch. I like the original. Of course, they remade The Omen, but the movie, the version with Gregory Peck is my favorite. Gregory Peck can't be beat um, as far as actors go. One of the greats. And it's just a really good movie. It was it was a huge hit in its time. I think one of the biggest films of uh, the year it was released. I'm not good. I for some reason I notice as I get older I'm forgetting a lot of trivia. I have to kind of go back to Wikipedia to refresh my memory. It's irritating, you know it. Getting older sometimes sucks. <laughs> but. Uh, God, I'm 56 years old and I've got 56 years worth of memories in there. It's something's bound to get knocked out there, get pushed in the background. <laughs> so I snorted again. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh Lord. But, um, <laughs> um, I, I, when I was a kid, um, I had a friend that had a huge record collection and I thought that was the coolest thing ever. I mean, he had records on a shelf that went, he had a huge bedroom and he had records on a shelf that went all the way around his, uh, bedroom. And I was like, wow, I would love to have a record collection like that. And I feel that way about my movies and I like hard copies of movies. I like... I just like having, not having to, I have horrible internet around here. It's, it, streaming is just irritating and stops and starts. And I just like the fact that I can randomly pull out, you know, and I like obscure movies. So a lot of times the movies that I want to watch aren't available on streaming. So I try to, as soon as I see a movie is released or there is a hard copy available, I try to snap it up. For instance, Blackula, I was talking about that earlier. I tr I misplaced my Blu-ray copy, which is a double feature of Blackula and Scre Scream Blackula Scream. And I thought, well, I'll go ahead and replace it because it wasn't 
really expensive. It was kind of a lower um, priced Blu-ray, and I go to find it, and it's I guess out of print. I think Shout put it out. Shout put it out. That rhymes. But uh, they were went one hundred twenty-five dollars for a copy on eBay, and I'm like, are you serious? Another uh, film that I owned on on DVD, and it's not been released on Blu-ray, but it's uh, a Stephen King adaption. It's uh, The Night Flyer, and it's a really good film. And I, it's hard to find as well. Uh, I lost my copy in a move when I moved from my old house to back home. And uh, my friend Craig Edwards, who I mentioned a lot on my uh, on my podcast, um, worked on this movie, so it's kind of special. And he asked if I'd watch it. <coughs> Sorry, I've had to heavily edit my podcast because of this ongoing sinus crap I've had. But uh, I did find it for a reasonable amount on uh, eBay and got me another copy. So that's definitely going to be one of my selections this month. I'm excited about that because I haven't seen it in a while. Um, a lot of older films are being released on 4K versions, and that's kind of exciting. So I've... I've been looking for deals on those all year, and I've been snapping them up as well. Uh, there's a move to get rid of hard copies of films, and I don't like that at all. And I, I just hate how they push formats at you, and you, something better comes along, and here we go again. I've had to rebuy films through various formats. I gave my VHS collection to my friend Brandon, and I don't have a VHS player, so um, there was no sense. They were just taking up space. So I had to go recollect a lot of movies, and luckily there's movie... Um, Shout does a lot of horror films, re-releases, remasters, as does a, a great company called Kino Lorber, and Criterion also does some great... Um, Restorations of films. They did The Uninvited, and I was so glad that got uh, uh, finally released on Blu-ray on a deluxe edition and with extras and things, because that is one of my favorite scary movies of all time. It's a ghost story. I probably won't watch that one this year because I watch it a lot during the year, and uh, I try not to watch as many horror films through the year to make my month-long special the uh, film festival a little more special I should say um, <laughs> one of the films I want to watch more than anything because my it's funny my sisters I have four sisters one of my sisters actually passed away on Halloween 10 years ago this year my sister Connie she loved horror films loved them she'd borrow my movies all the time my sister Kim loves horror films as a matter of fact, she's the one that got me started on them years ago. She she kind of fueled... My dad loved horror films as well. But they kind of fueled my love of films. And um, then my other two sisters are on the opposite end of the scale. My sister Cindy hates horror films. She's very religious and does not like that side of Halloween. And my sister Lori does... My sister Lori hates... <laughs> hates, hates, hates horror films... 
she just gets scared. I made her go see The Grudge with me years ago, and it scared the hell out of her, and I teased her about that, and that's kind of a... I kind of love that movie because of just the sentimental value of it, of how we went to see it, and she got scared because I, I still kind of chuckle. I've made her watch so many horror films. Uh, I used to go stay with her when she lived, when I... She was, she's not well right now, and prayers to my sister. But, um, when I used to go stay with her on my vacations, I would, we would always go shopping in Cape Girardeau, and I would find buying horror films. And I made her watch, I think I made her watch Carrie with me and The Haunting, the 1962 The Haunting, and uh, a few others. And then, like I said, we, I made her go see, <laughs> I didn't make her go see The Grudge. Actually, we saw that in Carbondale, Illinois when she came for a movie night and she says, okay, we'll go. <laughs> she wanted to kill me after that because it scared her. <laughs> I've got to find a copy of that. I think I want to watch that this this year. You can't go wrong with Sarah, Sarah Michelle Gellar and uh, a Japanese uh, uh, remake, <laughs> or I mean, American remake of a Japanese film, I should say. So, yeah, I I, might have, I love you, Lori. I know you're listening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, it's kind of weird because I do have a sentimental uh, connection to a lot of these older films. That being said, that one and the original Halloween, another sister memory with my sister Connie, we were watching the movie Halloween um, when it aired on um, NBC on its first airing back, oh, I think it was in the early 80s, maybe even 1979. I don't remember when the first airing of that movie was on network TV. I had not seen it. That was my first my first uh, watching of the movie as well. I didn't see it in the theaters. I saw Halloween 2 in the theaters, but not the original Halloween. But we were watching it on NBC, and they had added scenes, so it was kind of cool. I, I want to say they presented it on Halloween night, and they did it without commercials on the first airing. I may be wrong about that, but that's a memory of mine. If anybody remembers that, let me know. I, I believe that's the way. It was either limited commercials or no commercials. But anyway, my sister Connie had come over, trick-or-treating was winding down, and she came over to visit. She just lived down the street, and she got <laughs> she got kind of into the movie, and we're all watching it, and um, all of a sudden, I guess one of the last, <laughs> last trick-or-treaters knocked on the door, and that poor woman jumped out of her skin, and she's like, I gotta go home. <laughs> I teased her about that for years, too. Um, sadly, my sister passed away on Halloween night 10 years ago, and I mentioned that before. And um, But that memory of the original Halloween movie always makes me kind of chuckle. And uh, God rest my sister, Connie. But, um, <laughs> but my sister, Kim, uh, you know, she's all for the Halloween films. She's, you know, she's... She's right with me on that. She loves horror films. Cindy's very religious, and she doesn't like horror films because of uh, because of that. So uh, she kind of, 
I think she gets mad at me when I watch these movies with my mom. But I'll tell you the truth, my mom's kind of enjoying them now. So I, I really felt guilty showing her these movies before, but especially last year, she kind of she kind of enjoyed it. I asked her, I said, was that fun? And she said, yeah. So she's, my mom is 91 years old and she has Alzheimer's and she's pretty far along in it, but she still likes to watch television and she still laughs and still has a sense of humor and she's just a sweetie. Um, I enjoy watching movies with her. I enjoy spending time with her. I'm going to take a break because I'm getting stopped up again. Oh, gosh. I hope when my season resumes in uh, November that the sinus crap is gone by then. Hopefully. It's hard to podcast with a stopped up nose and a cough. <laughs> I am better than I was. I'm Leonard Riggs, and this is my podcast from my head to your ears. I'm Leonard Riggs, and this is my podcast from my head to your ears, and I'm talking about my horror film festival that I have every October, from October 1st to October 31st, at least a movie a night for the whole month, a scary movie, and uh, sometimes I do double features, triple features, but I want to talk a little bit about a a genre of uh, horror films that I I love, and that are the comedy movies. comedy horror films I'm talking about movies that have some comedy in them Uh, the screen movies are kind of a parody of horror films almost so they're kind of fun they're not kind of fun they are fun I I enjoy that and so is Fright Night Fright Night's a little bit of a comedy horror film and that's one of my favorite of all time movies as far as scary movies go um there's also the movies, the older movies, like the Don Knotts film, The Ghost of Mr. Chicken. It's a great little film to watch with the family on Halloween. Uh, of course, Don Knotts is a great comedian actor. Plays an Andy Griffith. And uh, Three's Company is Mr. Furley. So chances are, if you're a youngin out there listening to this, you probably know who Don Knotts is. If you've never heard of The Ghost of Mr. Chicken, it's... It's cheesy fun. It's good good Saturday morning kind of scary, you know. Kids won't mind it. I don't know. Kids today are so advanced. You know, they kind of... I see kids that, uh, that uh, worship Freddy Krueger and uh, Michael Myers as heroes. It's kind of a strange thing that's happened in the past, but okay. Um... <laughs> But I like the Ghostbusters movies, obviously. Uh, the first two and the last sequel, Afterlife. Actually, the rest I don't care. I don't think Ghostbusters 3 was that hot. And certainly didn't like the reboot with the women. I just won't even watch that one. But I love Afterlife. I think that was a perfect homage to the first two films. And uh, it's very a very good movie. Uh, I hope to watch that this year if I fit it in. Um, I don't really have a schedule for my movies. I just kind of, it's kind of random. Uh, but I like the Abbott and Costello, uh, 
Meet the Monsters movies, the uh, Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein, Abbott and Costello Meet the Mummy, so on and so forth. Those are a lot of fun. I have friends that don't like Abbott and Costello, but, you know, that's okay, but uh, I do, so they're going to be in my movie. I like the, um, I like the, um, there's a movie called The Frighteners with Michael J. Fox that's kind of fun. If you ever see it, I don't have a copy of it. I've lost my copy. I think they've recently re-released it on Blu-ray. Um, don't know that it'll make my uh, my uh, film festival this year, but I kind of like that movie. It was it was a little fun. Not one of my favorites, but um, not a bad little horror flick. Um, but. I do like these more lighthearted movies. Hocus Pocus is another one that some of my friends don't like. They think it's too cutesy. I really like it. I, I think it's a lot of fun. I love the musical sequence with Bette Midler where she sings Don't Put a Spell on Me. That party that never ends. That's kind of fun. The whole notion of a virgin lit the candle. I think it's hilarious. Uh, of course, it's kind of a favorite of a lot of... Uh, people is kind of it's either you love it or you hate it kind of things uh i probably will watch that this year just because my mom will enjoy it if not for anything else but yeah i like i like the comedy horror films they always have a place on my film festival um they're just a lot of fun i'm gonna take a break and i'll probably wrap this up because i'm really I could talk all day about this subject. This is my last, my last podcast of my second season. I'm kind of, you know, I'm going to miss doing it for the month, but that'll be a good refresher. It's good to take a break from stuff and refresh your batteries, but I'll be right back. I'm Leonard Riggs. This is my podcast from my head to your ears. I shall return. Riggs, and this is my podcast for my head to your ears, and I'm talking about my Halloween film festival that runs from October 1st through October 31st, and it's at least a scary movie a night for the whole month of October, and some nights I do triple features and double features, um, Halloween I generally do at least a triple feature, it's always the same three movies too, um, that kind of is very interesting. Maybe someday I'll have a different movie, but it's always Halloween. I like to do Halloween too, and the Rocky Horror Picture Show always wraps up my traditional Halloween festivities. <laughs> I used to do the Night of the Living Dead. My mom really, really was scared of that movie, so I don't, I don't watch it. I might watch it by myself, but I used to actually use Halloween as a. Um, uh, template for what I watch because in the movie Halloween they watch the thing from another world and I like I love that movie that's usually in my Halloween film festival it may not be this year because I can't find it <laughs> um, uh, 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 Night of the Living Dead and so I use those movies oh and Forbidden Planet which I won't watch that this year because I just watched it 
in a film festival earlier this month. Uh, I do little film festivals through the year as well, just to keep my life interesting. And, and also to promote these movies that people may have forgotten about. But uh, there are a lot of must-see films that I, I watch every year. And those are some of them that I usually watch. But I'm, like I said, I won't. The Uninvited, I probably won't watch this year. It'll be, I may include it just as a double feature just because I want to watch it again. I've seen it eight million times. It was shown on Spin Ghoulie the other uh, few weeks ago. And I was so thrilled that he showed that movie because I noticed on Amazon a lot of people were ordering the film. So when they brought, when they air these films on um, Turner Movie Classics or Spin Ghoulie or whatever, and people see them, maybe haven't seen them before. I'm thrilled. That's kind of my idea of why I'm doing what I do. Some people are thinking I'm watching these on cable or whatever. A lot of these movies are available to stream um, online. Um, but they're just ideas. It's a personal film festival. It's not airing anywhere. One day, um, I'd have a uh, projector, and I would like to set up a screen and just have a few friends over. My friend Craig does that. I don't think he used a projector, but he has a, a film festival of his own where he does a kill count. He kind of favors the gorier horror films. And uh, he has a lot of fun with that. I think, I don't know that he inspired me on that one. I think we just are so much alike sometimes that we have the same ideas. So I've noticed he's that one friend that we, we didn't have communication for many years and uh, when we found each other on social media again, we found out through the years we liked the same things, which is pretty much the way we've always been from the very beginning of our friendship in 1973. Um, again, I'd like to do a podcast with him. That would be fun. And I plan to maybe on the next season. So I, he's up for it. So I want to do it really bad. Um, but I digress. Um, uh, I, I, my nephew got to meet Robert England and took a picture with him and his girlfriend, Lizzie, my nephew, Dan. And I thought that was the coolest thing. Cause I love the nightmare, nightmare on Elm street movies. My nephew, John Mitchell, he, um, took part in a horror film called blackout and it's a werewolf movie. And John has always been fascinated by werewolves. Again, John was heavily influenced by my sister Kim with with horror films because she used to babysit him. So me and John both were around the same age. I'm a few years older than him. But um, he he does the artwork for the movie. The the werewolf if I believe I hope I'm correct, the werewolf guy is an artist. <clears throat> and it's actually a, a I don't know if it's available. I don't think it's available on Blu-ray or anything. I hope that it will be because I would love to see it. Uh, it's making the rounds at film festivals um, in Canada. And I, I, I think New York. It, I'm not sure. I, I should have researched that before I mentioned it. But anyway, I'm excited that I hope to add that movie to my collection and show it on Halloween because my nephew is an amazing artist. He's a Yale University graduate and is an amazing artist, as is his girlfriend, Anki. Um, and they live in New York. And I'm just so thrilled that he got to do that. That's I'm really proud of my nephew's 
so anyway, um, we're just a horror movie family is what we are. <laughs> um, I just look forward to this Halloween film festival and I prepare for it all year. I, I, I watch out for re-releases and I love the fact that some of my, um, favorite movies are on 4k. So I rebought them. I try to look for sales cause I am a poor man with poor ways. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of excited about this one. Um, I work day shifts so I can watch my movies in the evening. At the beginning of this, when it began, I would watch them before I went to bed in the morning. And they just aren't as effective watching them in the morning as they are watching them at night. And uh, the fact is, I got to get up at 5 a.m. every day. So I have to watch them kind of in the evening. So I'm kind of MIA from phone calls and stuff. I shut my phone off and try to enjoy these. So, um, plus I do my TikTok videos, as I said, and I, I post a little whatever on Facebook and it's just a huge event for me. So I'm going to wrap this up and, uh, I'll take a break and I'll be right back. And sorry, this podcast is running a little long, but I just can't, I can't say enough. I'm probably not saying everything I want to. But uh, this is From My Head to Your Ears, and I am Leonard Riggs, and I shall return. I'm Leonard Riggs, and this is my podcast From My Head to Your Ears, and I'm wrapping up discussion about my Halloween Film Festival. There's so much I wanted to talk about. I Hopefully I, I uh, covered everything I could. I don't want to make these run too long. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I appreciate everybody who listens. I think this is my 40th, I believe it's my 40th uh, podcast episode. So that's awesome. I started last November. I've had two seasons already. I kind of do my seasons in 20 episode increments. So that's how I determine my seasons. And when I return, it'll be uh, the first week in November, and that'll be my third season, and also almost my first anniversary of my podcast. I've had an amazing time. I love doing these podcasts. It's a dream come true. I use uh, Spotify for podcasters, which was originally Anchor. (coughs) Excuse me. And uh, they make it really easy. So if you want to start a podcast, you can all you can look that up. And I do mine from bed right now. I don't have a place from uh, to podcast. I have little room in my house. I would like to set up a little area where I can podcast and read notes and stuff, and maybe close off the area for my cats who demand my attention if they see I'm doing anything. Um, but uh, it's just, like I said, I can lay here where I'm comfortable and think and talk. It's, it's just, I love it. And uh, I love horror films, and I'm so looking forward to this horror film festival. And uh, actually, once it's over, the day after, I'm always bummed. It's kind of like after Christmas. But then there's Christmas, and I probably will do a Christmas film festival. It's not as exciting. I don't know that I'll do that this year, but I did it last year and it was kind of fun, but um, I enjoyed doing the same thing I do for Halloween, but with Christmas movies, 
I had to kind of search for Christmas movies because I didn't have as many Christmas films as I do scary movies. So I went back and searched and I found some classics that I didn't even know existed. So I enjoy doing these film festivals. They're for my own personal use, but I enjoy discussing the movies and, and promoting the movies and getting these films out here because I think it's important through word of mouth to tell people about these great films that were made that maybe people didn't know about. So I like the obscure movies. I like the Hammer films and all those things. And uh, if you've never watched a Hammer horror film from the 1950s, 60s, or 70s, you're missing out. Look them up. They're a lot of fun. They were really well done. Christopher Lee's and, and Peter Cushing are in most of them. So anyway, I'm going to get off here. I've taken a, enough of your time. and I love you guys for listening to my podcast. And I love, especially love the people that uh, stop at the store and say, hey, I listened. So uh, I, it makes my day, actually. That's why I'm doing these. And uh, I put these out there and I just pray someone's going to listen. And so far, I've not been disappointed. So thank you for listening. I'm Leonard Riggs, and this is my podcast from my head to your ears. And hopefully by November, I'll be over this creeping crud that I've got. So, uh, until next time, <laughs> happy trails to you. <laughs>